0: Ooh, child, you know, things are going to get easier. Ooh, child, things are going to get brighter. You know, that uh, song, uh, how many of you remember that? uh, That song delivered the right words at the right time. Now, the lyrics, I think, struck a chord during a time when there was a lot of strife, uh, tension in the world. It was full of uh, encouragement and hope that things would get better, that they would get easier, that they would get brighter. You know, when I was a uh, young teen, I'd just started pursuing God, kind of seeking God's guidance. And it was almost like God was nudging me towards something, but. I was struggling to understand. I wasn't sure what to think. I wasn't sure where things were going. And a pastor by the name of Dan, he was our dean at uh, summer camp, and he took an interest in in my life, and he helped me a lot. He helped me make sense of things. He raised a lot of questions for me. Uh, He was giving me guidance and advice and really spoke to my life at a very crucial time, and I remember him on numerous occasions saying things to me kind of like, Damon, God's got a plan for you, and you've got to trust God, and you've got to listen to God very, very carefully. And that encouragement was so crucial, and it helped me understand that God was calling me to full-time ministry. And for years, that voice of encouragement uh, inspired me. Uh, kept me moving, kept me pursuing God, kept me uh, running after that that call that God had had put on my life. And my early adult life, he became my mentor. And so as I faced challenges in college and in leadership, I would go to him and he'd encourage me and help me kind of navigate. As the years went on, I found words of encouragement from a lot of different places in my life. I I remember when I was wrestling with God's call for starting Faith Fellowship, and there were a lot of negative voices that were kind of echoing similar stuff, and people were catching me, and they go, yeah, don't do it. don't Don't do it. It's too risky. Play it. Play it safe. You know, stay on the path you're on. It's secure. Stay with the known. And so I had those those voices in my head, but my mentor at the time, he just encouraged me and he kind of strengthened my faith and inspired me. He said, "Damon, you got to see the possibilities. You got to realize that with God, anything's possible. And just trust God and and move forward." And friends, those words came at a very pivotal time in in my life. We have all, at some point in our lives, needed inspiration. You know, a world-class skier that's pursuing the next goal needs that kind of encouragement. A parent that's desperately in need of guidance as they're trying to raise their children and they're overwhelmed by the demands of it need encouragement you know people need encouragement when they get a pink slip at work or their finances go south or they're facing a, a health issue or some big challenge in life we all need encouragement from time to time don't we and the fact is some of you to, today you you need encouragement. In fact, that's why you're here. That's why you've weathered the storm, so to speak. You know, many of you have been inspired through the years by a leader or a teacher or a coach, maybe a friend, maybe your parents. And and their words came at just the right time in your life, and it helped you move forward. It made you better as a person. You know, when I read uh, scripture, it is crystal clear to me that Jesus was the master of inspiring people. No matter who crossed his path, didn't matter if it was a tax collector or a leper or a fisherman or a ruler, there, anytime he had interaction with people, he added value to their life by encouraging them, by challenging them, by helping them become more of who God had created them to be. You know, the Hebrew writer gives us the, this challenge in Hebrews ten twenty four. It says, Let us consider how to inspire each other to greater love and to righteous deeds. That word inspire, in, in the Greek, it's uh, uh, par oxuno And it means to excite, to entice, to encourage, to breathe or blow life into. It's very interesting imagery right there. It is the same Hebrew word that God created the world. He breathed life into the world. And friends, when you inspire someone... You breathe life into them. You fill them up with with hope and courage and confidence and those types of things. And it is amazing to me what a little bit of inspiration can do for someone that's down, someone that's hurting or struggling, someone that's worn or broken. A little encouragement is huge when the odds are against you in life. You know, several years ago, Cindy and I, we went to uh, Forest Park, and uh, they had the balloon glow. And have you ever been to a balloon glow? I mean, several of the balloons when we got there had not been inflated yet, and so the fabric was kind of stretched out on the ground, and it's just lying flat. And then they fire up the tanks, and they get that flame burning really hot, and they start pushing the the warm air into what they call the envelope of, of, of the balloon. And pretty soon it's, it's full and it's bright and honestly it's just beautiful, just beautiful. You know, that warm air reacts to the c- cooler climate. And so when they cut the, the anchor, it rises. Friends, it rises because of the warm air that was blown into it. See, inspire... Inspire. It means to breathe into. And and here's the question for the morning: How do you fill other people with hope, courage, confidence? How do how do you inspire people? You know, in that song uh, that they just sang, "Ooh, child." That that term, "Ooh, child." I mean, it's repeated over and over and over in the song. Ooh, child, things are going to get easier. Ooh, child, things are going to get brighter. Ooh, child, over and over, these words of encouragement. And I thought about that phrase, ooh, child, and it is a uh, term of endearment, isn't it? You you can feel it in, in the music. It's full of love. It's full of affection, And friends, before you can inspire anyone, they have to know that they matter to you. It's saying, I value you. It clearly communicates in your tone, and your body language, I celebrate you. I love the way that God has uniquely created you and designed you. And friends, I know when I look in the eyes of another person and I communicate to them that you matter, you are valued. It breathes life. You know, when someone knows that they're valued, there's a rise that happens, there's a glow that happens. They they respond to life in a very different way as the rising. You know, ooh, child, you're God's workmanship. You know, ooh, child, you you're fearfully, wonderfully made you know, oh child, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you and you hear that, that kind of thing and it just, it does something for you you know, here, here's a promise from God some of you ought to put this up on your refrigerator for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not harm you to give you hope and a future how many of you believe that? I mean, it is, uh, I think when you take that verse in and you truly believe it, it changes how you interact with people. It, it changes how you interact with your friends, with your coworkers, with your family. It changes your perspective on life. In fact, I believe it breathes life. And it does give you hope. And it changes the, the future that's before you. People rise when they're valued and when they know they're loved. I've uh, got a good friend, and um, he is very, very gifted at inspiring people. You know, he's the first person I think of when I think about lifting people up. And I remember when I was first getting to know him... um, He was taking me around his business and showing me around and we're walking and he's, as we approached different people, we'd run into him, he he would uh, introduce them to me, but he didn't stop there. He would proceed to tell me about their job. He'd tell me about how good they were at it and how important they were to the organization and how valuable they were. And he'd go on and on. He'd talk about their family and their kids and what a great parent they were. And and friends, one after another after another, we'd have this same kind of interaction. And I thought, he knows how to create an environment where people flourish, where people grow, where they rise and there's a glow to it. And it wasn't just at work. I'd meet him for breakfast many times and we, there'd be people that would see him and come over at the table or he'd get up and we'd go over to their table. And he did the same thing in that environment. And what was interesting to me was you could see as he's talking, when they walked away, they had a little more bounce in their step. They were, they, there was just that sense of it was good, You know, Jesus, Jesus in uh, scripture, uh, we looked at the passage uh, last week and you can almost see how much he cared for them as you move through scripture and you see this value that he places on the disciples. And even when he was getting ready to go to the cross at that dinner, it says in Luke 22, it says, when the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table, See the It says to them, I have eagerly desired to eat the Passover with you before I suffer. Do you hear the value in that that he's placing on the disciples? Eagerly desire. That is a clumsy phrase, isn't it? But it's loaded with value. He's saying, you know, ooh, child. You know, I look forward to having dinner with you. I am glad you're here. I don't just eagerly desire to have dinner with anybody. I'm eagerly desiring to have dinner with you. Do you you hear the value there? Can you see the disciples rising as they hear that? It's what happens when you're valued by somebody. The Disciples knew that they were loved and valued by Jesus and that made them rise. Not just because they could contribute or help or uh, accomplish something. They were valued for who they were, who they were. You know, when a leader values a team, it shows. It, it changes the culture of an organization. If you want to change things in your home, start valuing everybody in your home. You want to change it in your neighborhood, at work, at school, in your community? Value the people around you. It's, it's infectious. I mean, how, how can you breathe hope Will you tell someone they're valued? And, and here's what I wonder today. Who in your life needs to hear you are fearfully and wonderfully made? I mean, who in your life needs to hear you're a masterpiece? I love the way God created you. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's someone in your family. You know, maybe it's someone in the the neighborhood. Maybe it's somebody at work. They just need to hear they matter. You know, to just go to them and say, nobody else may notice this, but I notice this. And you are... Given all the effort, and I just want you to know it's not going unnoticed. You know, you've always got a great attitude, or you're very creative or dependable. Friends, when you value other people, it breathes life. It breathes life. You can inspire others also by kind of cheering for them. You know, people need to hear, you can do this, keep at it. You know, ooh, child, things are going to get easier it's going to get easier. You are more than capable. With God, all things are possible. Stand strong. I'm praying for you. I'm behind you. And f- this is not complicated. It, it part of me gets very frustrated because the the fact is to encourage someone does not take a lot of time and does not cost you money and it's not really that hard to be honest. It just means that you're sensitive to the Holy Spirit, and that you look around you and you value everybody, everybody that's around you. And when you see a need, when when God leads you, you follow that lead and you breathe life into them. You now, a while back, it was right before Thanksgiving. Um, I was uh, on the phone with a buddy. He's a pastor. And he's going through a rough season, really discouraged, really weary. And I I kept trying to to encourage him in it. And so the next day, I, I sent him a text. And the text just said, I'm praying for you. You're made for this. You can rise. And you are an MVP. Remember that. And then I attached a scripture, and this is a scripture I attached. Even youth will faint and be weary, and the young will fall exhausted, but those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength, and they shall mount up with wings like eagles, and they will run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. And so I got a text back from him, and it just said thanks, which that was was cool, I knew he got it. A couple weeks ago, I get this text from him, and it said, I'm running again. I might even fly. Thanks. See, those words, God's word, and especially this scripture, it breathes life. And you know how I know that? Because years ago, somebody, when I was going through a tough season, I'd hit the wall, they gave me a bookmark. Books are those things that you open like this and bookmarks go, yeah. (laughs) It was an old-fashioned text. (laughs) But they gave me a bookmark with that scripture on it. And I read that scripture every morning for several months. And you know what it did? It breathed life into me. Who needs to be reminded that they can do it? If God prompts you it may seem insignificant, it may seem really small, it may even seem silly in your mind, but when you know someone has a need, and God moves for, for you to do something, you need to give that encouragement. You don't defer it, you don't deflect it, you just do it, it's simple. You know, a couple of weeks ago I was playing uh, hoops, and uh, one of the guys brought a, a friend with him, and... We were about probably three minutes into the game. This guy's sucking wind. I mean, big time. It, it, it was very evident he had not played in a long time. And so you could see the, the frustration setting in with him. Because he knew what he wanted to do, but he, but he couldn't do it. And a couple of the guys on the sidelines were, were watching him. And they start cheering for him. They're like keep going, man, you can do it, and, you know, this kind of stuff, and pretty soon, several other guys had joined in, and it was interesting, because I'm watching this guy, and he he kind of picked himself up a little bit, his countenance changed, and you could almost see him rising, and it was like, you know, his head head was up, he had more energy, and so he's trying to get down the court, Every time he'd get the ball, he couldn't get rid of it quick enough. I mean, he'd just pass it immediately. And, and so he, he gets wide open, and he passes. And so one of the guys goes, shoot, shoot it, shoot it, shoot it. And so a couple other guys are yelling, shoot it. And finally he took a shot. Guess what happened? No, he didn't make it. This wasn't, this wasn't Hollywood. It was the most beautiful, beautiful air ball i've ever seen (laughs) it was awful i mean it was awful next time down and he got the ball the guys kept saying keep shooting it keep shooting it you'll you'll hit it friends encouragement who is it around you that needs encouragement You need to cheer for them. They need to hear it from you. You can do this. You'll be okay. And then you watch them rise when you give them those words. You know, another phrase that I think you can use is uh, don't quit. Don't quit. You know, Hollywood builds uh, whole plots and movies around this idea that uh, a character is facing some uh, huge challenge and they're at that pivotal moment where where they're almost at their wits end, they're ready to cash it in. They realize that quitting is not an option. I mean, you see it all the time. Like uh, Rocky, he's talking to his son and he says, it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can take a hit and keep moving. That's what winning is. You know, you hear it in Star Wars Yoda. Do or do not. There is no try. Dora, just keep swimming. Just keep swimming, swim, 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 swim. You know, cast away. I know know what I have to do now. I have to keep breathing. Because tomorrow the sun will rise. And one of my favorite, run, Forrest, run. You know. Quitting is not an option. It makes for great movies. But it's really hard in life, isn't it? I'm going to guess everybody here has hit the wall at some point has been down for the count, ready to throw in the the towel. In fact, some of you today, that's that's exactly where you are. And some of you, more than anything, need to hear, don't quit. Hang in there. Keep going. Hold on to God. With God, all things are possible. God's got a plan. Ooh, child, things are going to get brighter. Don't quit. You can get through this. In fact, that's the only reason you're here today for some of you. You just needed to hear that. You can get through. I had a a coach uh, in college and uh, he would always say to us and he had a lot of different phrases but he'd go, if you think you're beaten, you are. And if you think you can't, you can't. Parents, teach your children that no matter what obstacle they face that quitting's not an option. Teach them. Teach them how to navigate the challenges. Cheer for them. Teach them how to face the struggles. Teach them and show them how to trust God and keep moving forward. You, you, it will pay in high, high dividends. And I wonder today, who is it in your life that you need to lovingly and very boldly just say to them, Do not quit. Do not quit. You know, maybe somebody you know, they're about ready to walk away from their marriage and they need to hear that. You know, maybe someone that is about to give up on a fight with an addiction or they're ready to quit school. They just need somebody to whisper, don't quit. Think, think about what it would mean if you reached out to them and you just said, I'm thinking about you. I'm, I'm praying for you. Do not quit. With God, all things are possible. That could be a change Just turn everything around. Somebody you know right now, it's that person you're thinking of. Somebody needs to hear those words from you. And maybe somebody needs to hear, let it go, move on. You know, ooh, child, things are going to get brighter. Here's what I know we've all messed up, we've all hurt people. We've all made stupid decisions, some of us more than others. And we've all said the wrong things, done the wrong things, been in the wrong places at the wrong times. And friends, when I mess up, I still hear my parents' voice saying, learn from it and let it go. I hear my mentor saying, learn what you can, move on, Damon. And they echo in my head all these years later. You know, when I see somebody that's stuck in life, they're beating themselves up, I do not hesitate to go look them in the eyes and just say, learn from it. Let it go. Move on. Today's a new day. You know, when I see someone that can't forgive themselves of something that they did, I just go, you know what? You can't fix the past learn what you can, ask for forgiveness, and let it go. New day. New day. Google, one of, one of the most successful companies in history, they give an award, not only for successes, but get this, they give an award for epic failures. Think about that. And, and their thought is, if you play it safe, you get mediocrity. And so they they believe that if you live with this fear of failure, that what happens is employees don't grow, they don't expand, they will not be innovative because they're afraid to fail. And so they they award trophies and trips and prizes for failing. Now... Some people want to take that someplace. They're, they're very clear that there needs to be accountability and this is not about, you know, who cares mentality but, uh, or about being irresponsible. But if the effort is honest and the work is hard and the result is failure, it's okay. Because if you learn from that mistake, you rise, you grow, and you become a better person. See, sometimes we make mistakes. And sometimes it's just that. It didn't turn out like you planned. Sometimes you make mistakes and and it's about sin. And sin wants to steal and kill and destroy. And sometimes the consequences are are devastating with sin. Some of you know about making mistakes because you've been there. Some of you have been stuck there. Some of you have been carrying around that that guilt and that shame. Some of you, that, that mistake way back when, it's holding you captive. For some of you, it's been months, years, and sometimes decades. It's just held you. And if you do not hear anything else this morning, I want you to hear God has a plan for your life to give you hope, to give you a future. God will take and bury your sins in the depths of the sea. They'll never be brought up again. They'll be forgotten. Some of you just need to hear that and know that God's going to use that to grow you and change you and make you a better person. I know there's somebody that needs to hear that today that's why you're here that's why you're here you know Isaiah 43 says do not remember the former things or consider the things of old I'm about to do a new thing now it springs forth do you not perceive it I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert friends the God of creation said that the God that created you says move on let the past go. You know, learn from it, but move on and move forward in faith. Put, put the relationship behind you. You know, put the, put the sin behind you. Let go of the hurt and the pain and, and the struggles and the stuff that's just holding you down. Do not let the past determine your future. God wants to do a new thing in all of our lives. And it's just time to just let go of it and to rise and explore the future, the future that God has for us. You now, the Apostle Paul, before he became a Christian, he, uh, he had a bad reputation. Very checkered past. Uh, those that know, he, he persecuted Christians. In fact, not only was he present at the stoning death of Stephen, but he approved it. So you think about, it, that was a horrific, horrific mistake. And I have no doubt that Paul carried the weight of that. But years later, Paul, Paul wrote these words. He says, "Beloved, I, I do not consider that I've made it on my own. But this one thing I do see, here's the key: forgetting what lies behind. Straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal of the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. Maybe you need to hear that today. Just let go of the past. There, there, maybe there's someone that you're thinking of right now that needs to hear those words. Let go of the past. God's got a future for you. Maybe they're stuck and maybe God wants to use you to encourage them, to help them move on, to help them press on. You know, everything we've talked about really is saying to people, I believe in you. I believe in you. And friends, I have a passion for people reaching their full God-given potential. And sometimes people's past, it it holds them captive. Sometimes uh, people have been through what I'll say extremely difficult situations, maybe because of where they grew up or the family they grew up in. Sometimes I I know there are people that have been mistreated because of the color of their skin or their ethnicity, people that have been discounted because of their their education or or their, their job or whatever... And I know there are a lot of people that have never had anybody believe in them. Friends, and when I see individuals, I just want to go, I believe in you. I believe in you. You know, God believes in you. Because when somebody believes in you, you rise. There are people all around you. And there are people all around me that are longing for someone, anyone, it doesn't matter who it is, to just say, I believe in you. I believe in you. You're important. You are valued. The King of Kings and Lord of Lords created you for a reason. And friends, I want Faith Fellowship to be a church that screams, I believe in you. Over and over and over. No matter how many times people fail. You know, that we would inspire one another to love and to God-honoring deeds in life, that we would cheer for one another. You know, I want this to be a place where people can flourish and reach their full God-given potential. And when you say, I believe in you, you're calling out the best in them. When you say, I believe in you, you are helping them have a hope in life, to have courage, to find confidence, to have a future in their life. You know, think about Jesus did it over and over. I think about Peter. I mean, Peter, after all of his spectacular failures, and he had a bunch of them that are recorded anyway. And, and Jesus said this. He says, and he brought Peter to Jesus. Jesus looked intently at Peter for a moment, and then said. You are Simon, John's son, but you shall be called Peter the Rock. Jesus gave Simon a new name Peter, Petra in the Greek. A new name. He was calling out his potential god-given potential and what's interesting after all these failures and stuff he kept rising back up he kept rising back up until finally he lived up to that name he and he was a rock friends like jesus we've got to call out the best in people we got to inspire one another and encourage one another it's what god's people do and we are to add value to the people around us. Whoever crosses your path this week, you should be adding value to their life. And I would challenge you to just encourage anyone and everyone in any way that you can. Just say, God, give me the words. It's not hard. And fill them with God's hope and God's promise. You know, give them hope, breathe life, breathe life into the office, breathe life into the school, into your families, into the neighborhood, and cheer for them. And here's the really cool part, I think. When you become a person that encourages others and breathes life into other people, you get to watch them rise. You get to see what God does through you and in you and through them and in them. Friends, Faith Fellowship at it's very, very best when we lift up each other, when we help each other, and we inspire one another. See, we go higher and higher and higher when we do that. Let's read this together in unison. Let us consider how to inspire each other to greater love and to righteous deeds. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our holy God, every one of us right now, there's somebody that you've brought to mind. God, I pray we wouldn't defer. It might be tomorrow morning at work. It might be as we're heading to the car that we're dropping a text to somebody or giving a call to somebody. Maybe we walk across the street when we get home and just give a word of encouragement. God, I know you'll bless that. I know you'll use that. You'll breathe life into people around us by just a simple act. And God, I pray that we would uh, spur one another on, that we would encourage each other, that we would just reach out breathe life to all those around us. And God, I pray that uh, we'd always be pointing them towards you. Use us, Lord. Help us make a difference. God, I know there are some here today that um, they just need some encouragement. And God, I pray that you'd have a brother or sister just whisper in their ear that it's going to be okay. They can't get through. They're more than capable. But you'll see them through that they can trust you. God, help us to be a community of faith that uh, inspires one another. We give you the glory and the praise for all you do in us and through us. It's in Christ's holy name we pray. God's people said let's stand let's worship together